Hello, and welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. And I'm Callan. And today, we're going to be talking about spooky season reads. It is almost that time for Hocus Pocus to be on repeat. It's almost that time to pick out your Halloween costume. And it's almost that time to get your Halloween candy. And your overly expensive candy dish from Pottery Barn. Or seven. So spooky season reads... I must admit that I have never read a Stephen King novel or an Agatha Christie novel. I feel like those are the two number one kind of horror authors that are really popular. Never read it. I think Agatha Christie's like a mystery writer. Yeah, same thing. Well, I've not seen... same thing, but you know, the two spooky yeah, like people. The spook- yeah. The yeah. OG spooky. I've never read either one. Yeah. I, um, I am not a scary person like I don't like horror I don't like being scared I don't like scary books so I made a list but they're all like spooky okay hey spooky is different for everyone so I'm very excited to see what you have on your spooky list we all know I read a lot of fantasy and I mean some of these are probably considered fantasy but they're more like just kind of like I don't know creepy and spooky and stuff I was thinking fantasy, yes, is definitely spooky season, but I think there, for me personally, there's layers to it. Like, I wouldn't put, hmm, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't put, like, you know, Addie LaRue in spooky season. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I'm debating right now in my head putting, like, Darker Shade of Magic in my fantasy spooky season. I think Ninth House, definitely, and Hellbent, definitely. That's on my list because I think that that's a really good. I think that is the. Well, I have a list, but they're not in order. So going like along Addie Larue, I have um, "Vicious and Vengeful" by V.E. Schwab as a duology on the spooky season read. It's not specifically like witches and Halloween and and horror, but it's it kind of gives that vibe. I wrote mildly dark academia, antiheroes, and a twisted magic system. Okay. Note. So it's, it's like a little bit, like, I don't know, it kind of gives you fall vibes. It's part of it in the beginning takes place at a college and just gives like a little bit of a cozy, spooky read because it's spooky because it has like a, like a twisted, dark undertone, anti-heroes and you're rooting for the villain and all that stuff. So the, the villain's duology. Perfect. I also have one book, which I think is very funny because I don't think anyone else considers it scary, but I thought it was scary. And it's The Hazel Wood by Melissa Albert. <laughs> so it's essentially dark fairy tales. And it's the, I read it like two years ago. So please forgive me if, if I paraphrase it wrong. But it was this girl who finds out that her grandmother or something had or mom I don't know had this like story of dark fairy tales that she had written and she has like this creepy house that nobody's ever been to finds out that the the creepy house is sort of like a portal to the world where all these dark fairy tales are true and she was writing about them and they're all like it's not like Cinderella it's like twisted and like people are like dying and all this stuff so there's like chapters that are excerpts from the book the fairy tales and those are always the chapters that gave me the creeps because I would read them and I would get like creeped out. That's really good. It is really good. I, I have it up on Goodreads. First off, I love the cover. Absolutely yes. amazing. I have it over here somewhere. I might, I might add that to my TBR list. Thank you, Rachel. You're welcome. There, it's a. There's three. So there's one book that came out that is 
that is like the book of fairy tales like mm-hmm. so she published the, the the book and then there's a oh. sequel called the night country which i have on my tbr but i haven't actually read but the first one i think works really well as a standalone it's one of those series mm-hmm. that were the sequel is probably good or helpful but i don't think it's necessary mm-hmm. are you planning also, on reading the other one this spooky season probably not this spooky season okay because there's a lot of exciting books coming out and yes. i have a big list yes <laughs> So I have I have to reread, which is not really spooky season, but it is. I have to reread the Darker Shade of Magic series because yes, I read it when I had COVID and I had like 102 degree fever and I don't really remember what happened. So then I can read Threads of Power, Fragile Threads of Power. When that comes out, that's very important. And I have to read Starling House by Alex E. Harrow, which is coming out. And that is a spooky season read because it's like a haunted house vibe. Oh, I love a haunted house. So that's on my my little TBR. I have notes. I'm so proud of myself. And then next on my spooky season reads list, and these are also, I've seen a lot of TikToks with like spooky season reads, and a lot of them are the same or similar. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these I don't think are on that list. So that's what I was trying to do is come up with things that are like a little different. That's why we're here. Before yeah. we started, Evan was asking what we were talking about this week, and I said spooky season reads. And he was like, the overall popular spooky season? I was like, no, like I think spooky season is different for everyone. So mm-hmm. we're going to discuss books and hopefully give people options and recommendations. Just like you just yeah. did for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because you read a lot more like mystery and like thrillers than I do. Yes. And I don't read those at all because like... <laughs> I'm, I got scared by the Hazel Wood, which is like a <laughs> YA fantasy book, but it's fine. I also have on my list Our Crooked Hearts by Melissa Albert. I've I think she was that one. Melissa Albert, I think in general, these are the only two books of hers that I've read, but I don't, I'm not too familiar if she's written any other ones other than like the Hazel Wood series. She does a very good job of writing things that are like vaguely disturbing and like creepy. Mm, I like disturbing. Yeah, it's like mildly upsetting and like you can't really put your finger on why. Our Crooked Hearts has a dual timeline kind of thing. It's a dark fantasy where it's taking place in the current, but it's also taking place in like when the mom, it's like a mother-daughter thing, and when the mother was a teenager. And so Mm -hmm. she and her friends were like trying to become witches and they ended up like cursing one of their friends and it became like an overarching thing that's like affecting her daughter's life. I don't know. It was was like very spooky. It's a lot of mystery. You don't really know where it's going, like when it happens. There's like a lot of like people not saying things that they probably should have said and would solve a lot of problems earlier, but it's fine. But it's very dark and spooky. And I liked it. I think I gave it like three stars, to be honest, because I think it scared me. (laughs) You did. I was just on on that. Like, I think it was good. Yeah. It gave me the spooks. Also on my list, I have Gallant by V.E. Schwab. Okay. I just purchased that. That, I think, was a. Everything I've read by V.E. Schwab is a five-star book, but that is a like a haunted house, like dark, spooky read where it's like a mystery. There's sort of like the house and then there's the upside down version of the house where everything's like dark and like the opposite. Like Stranger like, Things. Yeah, but I've never watched Stranger Things. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't handle it. <laughs> Don't do it. But yeah, it's like there's the house and then there's like the anti-house and everything's like dark and twisted over there. And there's like a a bridge in the garden between the two that you're not supposed to cross and everything's really scary. And it's also, um, it adds the level of not really miscommunication, but like things that aren't said because the main character is deaf and people only speak to her through sign. So you, she'll like see people having a conversation, but she won't be able to hear what they're saying. So there's like a lot of like twists and mystery and stuff. 
but it's literally so captivating. I love it. I love the Haunted House. It's like 250 pages. Like, it's a really short book. Mm -hmm. Is it considered young adult? I think so. Okay. And then I have Ninth House on here. I think that is probably the best spooky season read for fantasy that I have Mm -hmm. read personally. Some people might be like, oh, I've read one that's spookier. Cool. Let me know what it is because I'm here for it. Mm Mm-hmm. Nine, yeah, Ninth House, first of all, takes place in the fall, and there's a Halloween party in the, in the book. They go to hell. Multiple times. There's a gentleman demon. There's a demon. There's, like, a vampire. Yeah, there's, like, all sorts true. of stuff. It is, like, very... Oh, my gosh, yeah. In the sequel, when there was a vampire, I was like, what are we doing? Where is this going? But then, like, it actually mattered. Yeah. Uh, at one point, I was like, should we just throw this in here just to add more things? Mm-hmm. No, Lee had a plan. And my plan is to read the third one as soon as it comes out. As soon as it comes out. <laughs> just give me a title. Just give me something. Give me something. I only give check every a, day. Like, like, give me a like, it's going to come out in 2026 and then I can know. I like how we are single-handedly bullying Lee Bardugo. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not. I'm not. It's a compliment. It is. She just came out with, like, a, another duology in, like, the Grishaverse taking place, like, in the same story or world as a... Uh, I've never read another um, Lee Bardugo It's, like, book. Siege and Storm is, like, the third one. I forget what the first one's called. I don't know. Shadow and Bone. Jesus. Oh. Um, so she wrote, like, a, another duology, and I was like, I don't want to read that. I want to read Ninth House 3. Yeah, I think that's my issue. I don't think I can read another one of her books because unless Alex and Darlington are there, like, I don't really care. <laughs> people on tiktok love or i guess like bookstagram and stuff too they love um the other duology that's in that one. Oh my god six of crows never read it i'm debating i don't know if i it should it was good it was good i don't think i love it as much as other people love it but i think it was i think i gave it four stars okay can you think before i, I have a couple more but can you think of any other spooky season reads that you are wanting to read this year or that are you like this is a perfect spooky book um, right now, I actually just started, like, three hours ago reading The Only One Left by Riley Sager. Um, I've mentioned him nonstop because I think he, some books are good, some books are okay, but still, no matter what, I'm going to read a Riley Sager novel because they're always interesting and always spooky, and I think he's a very talented, mystery, spooky writer. The first Riley Sager novel that I ever read was Home Before Dark, and actually, the cover glows in the dark. And I thought it was very spooky. It was a little, there's a little bit of paranormal involved, a little weird, but very spooky. It actually scared me a little bit. But so I just started The Only One Left. Um, Two people I know have read it. They both said great things about it. So I'm very excited to get further into it. I've mentioned Ninth House. What Lies in the Woods is a great mystery. What Lies in the Woods by Kate Alice Marshall that twist at the end, I didn't guess it until right before it happened. So in my eyes, that's a five star. Very spooky. It's about three friends when they're, I think, 11. I read this a few months ago. So like you, I might fuck things up a bit. Um, they're about 11. One girl gets stabbed like 17 times. She survives. They all know that they lied about it. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's fantastic. And I'm going to go ahead and say a good spooky season series would be the Kingdom of the Wicked series by Carrie Maniscalco. No, it wasn't your favorite, but it's set in hell. Come on. Yeah. It's set in hell. Um, There's witches. 
there's demons, but they're hot. So the cover is skulls. The cover is a skull. It's it's fantastic. And what is on my spooky season TBR is Throne of the Fallen. It's in the same world mm-hmm. as Kingdom of the Wicked, but it's about Prince Envy. Uh, I'll read it. Absolutely. That is a good one. I actually almost put that on my list, and I was like, no, nah, Callan's going to talk about that one. Totally. Should I explain more about it? Or no? Just sure. About that. Um, I've read it multiple times, so I hope I do a good job. <laughs> if I don't care, I'm so sorry. So these sisters, which we know Rachel loves, oh, that storyline, the trope of sisters. Um, sisters. Yeah. So it's set in Sicily. Twin sisters, identical twin sisters. Um, one dies. Um, there's been a series, they're witches, there's been a series of witch deaths in the area, and her sister falls, succumbs to that. So, she's now basically seeking out her sister's murder, trying to get revenge for her sister's murder, and she does so by summoning one of the princes of hell. It's an enemies to lovers. It's kind of a slowish burn throughout the first book, going into the second book. And you actually do get to go to this version of, or Carrie's version of hell. I think it's fantastic. I think the world building in that is really good. Yeah. Like I really do enjoy like the, her version of hell and like what it looks like. And I like how kind of what we're talking about with divine rivals, how there was no world building and we just kind of wish things progressed into the second book. This one, I think did a really good job of that because there's not even really romance in the first one. It's just, they're kind of annoyed with each other. And yeah, he's hot. She acknowledges that, but besides that, she just wants to get to her, wants to get to her sister and do whatever she has to. It's good. It's good. It is very spicy in the in the second and third books, but it was still good. That was actually like one of the first very spicy books that I had read, and it was funny because you like highly recommended it, and I was just like, Callan, the whole time. You know, you can just find things out about me. They started <laughs> doing it too much randomly at some points, but honestly, whatever. That's true. Whatever. I was like, who cares? There's still a plot here. I felt like that. I was kind of over it. Hot take in Crescent City 2. And I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy Crescent City 2 that much. Because, among others, and again, I only read it once. But I, this serves no purpose. It's just, and then we went to bed at the end of the day. And we fucked. And then we woke up. And I'm like. This is, this is unrelated. Like, I understand yeah. that that's how your relationship is, but that's not, like, I didn't need to read about it. Like, make it important. I, there's, um, I read this series once years ago, so please forgive me. I thought it was great at the time, but since time has passed, I just haven't felt the need to continue on. And I guess now that I think about it from time to time, the From Blood and Ash series. Mm-hmm. I don't think in the first one. I think somewhere in the second or third. I only would run two and three. How many are there? Is there I thought there was only three. Uh, it, it, it Three ended on a cliffhanger, mm. um, from my, what I recall. There's times where I'm just like, they're in a carriage and a war was happening or it had to settle down or finished and just hanky-panky. And people are like outside. I don't know. I don't know. It just was unnecessary. Even I was just like, this is a little weird, but okay. <laughs> I think Carrie did it very tastefully. Even though like it started getting a lot, I don't care. Carrie, go ahead. You can write it <laughs> well. You can write a great world. You can write great protagonists. Everything's fine. Go ahead, Carrie. I'm excited to read Throne of the Fallen. Question. 
Yeah. Would you consider a Court of Thorns and Roses spooky season? Mm, no. I get spring from that book. Because yeah. It, it takes place in the spring, spring court. court. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like March. I was thinking that because I was like, what like main streams, like fantasy books, would you be would be considered spooky reads? And like, I don't think Fourth Wing is a spooky read. No, it's I not. Don't, no, it's just no. a book. Like, it's 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 a fantasy seasonless. book. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Darker Shade. I feel like you could, and I'm going to read it, but it's not because it's spooky. It's because mm-hmm. the next one's coming out. Yeah. So we're seeing V.E. Schwab. Yes, Queen. Yes, Queen. Yeah. What else do I have? I have the Atlas Six. The Atlas Six. I feel like could be a spooky season book because it's like dark academia, mm-hmm. but it's more. It's less like spooky and more like fall. Yeah. Yeah. Fall vibes. We're here for fall vibes. Yeah, it's like autumnal. Plenty of fantasy books that just include witches in general, and that it's just like magic. On my list is The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches, which I just read. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, it's spooky because it's about witches, but it's not. It's like just fall. Yeah. Um, it's very cozy. There's very low stakes. It's just nice. I liked it. I, but it was very much reminiscent of um, House on the Cerulean Sea, which I think did it better. But so that, that, there's always those kind of books. And I have like a lot of them in my little Kindle TBR, like Payback's a Witch. I personally haven't read any of those witchy rom-coms. Have you? Mm-hmm. I read the X-Hex because I got it with Book of the Month. Okay. And I actually didn't like it. The premise essentially was that this girl was dating this boy. She is a, from a family of witches. She's dating this boy. They broke up. And she, like, put a curse on him. Like, everybody who dated him in the future would... Specifically, I remember I read it a couple years ago. But there was, like, she put a curse on him for, like, his future girlfriends. And then they find each other again in the small town, like, ten years later. And he essentially is, like, shyly asking her for help or something. Or he comes to her to talk about it. And she's, like, still mad at him and doesn't want to talk about it. Doesn't want to fix it. And then they end up falling back in love. But it's a whole thing. But... Forgive me if if I'm paraphrasing, but that's what I remember. And I didn't like it because I thought that it was stupid to still be mad at your ex from 10 years ago. Yeah. And honestly, I read the description of the ex-hex and I was like, nah, I don't know. And yeah, yeah. I agree. If you're you're still mad. 10 years later. Go to therapy. Maybe like within. There's a sequel and I don't know if it's like a sequel or if it just is like by the same something like author, but the covers look like the same. It's called The Kiss Curse and I just didn't feel the need to read that either yeah but people love it so that's amazing you know like if you like that who cares it's essentially just a rom-com but the premise itself i didn't enjoy so i just (laughs) didn't like it i also have spells for her for forgetting by adrian young on here that's a good one i was actually just thinking of that i don't remember that one as much but it's essentially it's like is it a mystery it's it does involve a mystery and it does involve like a mythical well not mythical but just a fictional island off of ireland i believe where there's magic let me let me pull it up i gave it five stars like somebody died all these yeah years so ago. yeah so the lead her best friend was found dead and her the love of her life at the time was accused of murdering her so now years later she swore she'd never live on that island again to run the family's business but that island rooted in folklore and magic begins to show signs of strange happening. So she knows that something is coming. So one morning she wakes up to find that every tree on the island has turned to color, has turned to color in the single night. Oh, her, she didn't leave. She still stayed, but her boyfriend returned for the first time in 14 years 
and unearthed the past that the town has desperately tried to forget. He knows he's not welcome there, not since that night. So as a fire raged on the Salt family orchard, Lily Morgan, that's her best friend, was found dead in the dark woods, shaking the bedrock of their tight-knit community and branding him as a murderer. When he returned to bury his mother's ashes, he must confront the people who turned their backs on him and face the one wound from his past that has never healed, which is the lead, Emery. Mm -hmm. Um, The town has more than one reason to want August gone, and the emergence of deep betrayals betrayals and hidden promises spanning generations threaten to reveal the truth behind her mysterious death once and for all. That is a very spooky season book, actually. It had the magical island. I don't remember the details about everything, but I... Do you remember? I think only all the women possess magic. Yeah, only women have magic. I do know that. There's mm-hmm. like a society of mm-hmm. magic ladies on the island. I, I think I gave it four stars. I four because I don't. I don't think it's perfect to me, but it was captivating. I think I read it really fast. That's a very good spooky book, listeners. If anyone takes anything away from this, Adrian Young actually has a new book coming out Ooh. that looks a lot like Spells for Forgetting, called The Unmaking of June Pharaoh. Ooh. It's coming out October 7, 17th this year. So that's a spooky book. Perfect. Romance, mystery, and a touch of impossible. A story you will never forget. Sounds great. I'm in. I'm not going to read the whole paragraph, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, sounds great. I'm going to put it on my I'll, I'll look it up after this. Also, on my last book on my list is If We Were Villains by M.L. Rio. I saw you just read that. I loved I just bought it too again because I read it on Kindle and then I mm. bought it because I, it, it was a five-star book and I felt that I needed to own it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a murder mystery. Love that. It is dark academia. It is very spooky vibes. It's a lot of Shakespeare, which I also enjoy. Haunting ending that I think about daily. Okay. It's a great book. 10 out of 5. So... Spoiler alert to anyone who wants to read it. Do you want to read this book? I do. Well, I know. I'll look. I'll look into it. So don't spoil okay. anything for me. Okay. So essentially, it's just like a group of college kids in the theater department, and then there is a. I have looked this book up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a group of college like uh they're going to like a specific arts. I'm assuming it's a college. I, I I'm gonna assume it's a college. Going to a specific arts college is very prestigious. There's like a really gr- close knit group students that are seniors or this year and there's only like six of them and they all you know end up in their respective tropes of roles they always get typecast in certain things and they have this tight-knit group and then one day one of them ends up dead and there's a whole murder plot Mm. mystery interrogation with the police it's sort of a dual timeline thing with like the lead character being interrogated the lead character being interrogated from the police officer that arrested him 20 years ago it's like a dual timeline and he's kind of reflecting like he's telling the police officer who arrested he's getting out right now and he's Uh. telling the police officer like the real story because the police officer retired off the record like i just really want to know what happened kind of thing so he's telling the story okay interesting to this officer you know that the lead got arrested but the whole time you're like trying to figure out what actually happened because it doesn't really seem like it was him apparently if we were villains is very much like the secret history by donna tart which I also bought because that came out in like the 90s and I have not read that yet. But I love a dark academia and I love a murder mystery that isn't scary. <laughs> I was going to say, do you? <laughs> I knew you were going to have a lot of dark scary. academia, but yes, I think the setting makes for a good spooky season read. Definitely. Also, if you really want to be scared when you read something, you can always read the news 
Especially Definitely. if you're local to the greater Philadelphia area. <laughs> he has been captured, everyone. He's been captured. But for the last two weeks, if you want to read a murder mystery, read... It's not really a mystery. He murdered his ex-girlfriend, yes. But... <laughs> He but the mystery lives on. But he escaped prison for 14 days, eluded the police. Because as far as I know, he didn't, like, do any, other than stealing things, I don't think he did anything really greatly illegal this time. So it was right. just g- genuinely It's very unsettling kind of to have, like, a escaped murderer. Murderer. <laughs> running around your county. Um, yes. So, yeah, not, not very fun. I have one on my TBR. Okay. Cozy, I feel like, um, not dark, but The Once in Future Witches. Yes. Yes, by Alex Iharo. I feel like I haven't read it, so I'm not entirely sure, but I think it's going to be the cozy fall read. Yes, it's not cozy in the way that, like, a rom-com is cozy, but it is, yeah. it's, um... It's personal to me, cozy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, my version of cozy, because if I'm, like, on the edge of my seat and... Flipping through because I can't wait to figure out what happens because I'm an asshole. Um, (laughs) Yes. To me, that's cozy, but I think it's all the fall vibe. So I'm holding off on that one right now. I'm going to read it closer to when the leaves start turning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's my plan. I wrote like a crackhead on my phone, a list of what I have to read in order because I'm very concerned that I have to read Darker Shades in time. Yes, you do. (laughs) I have All Our Demise, which is what I'm reading right now. I have a darker shade of magic, gathering of shadows, conjuring of light, fragile threads of power. So mm. one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to read Starling House because Starling House comes out October 3rd. Okay. I'm going to clearly buy it, but I'm also going to wait to read it until after I read Fragile Threads because I'm already going to be in the darker yes. shades yes. world. Yeah. I have to keep going and then I'll, then I'll read Starling House. Then I wrote TBD from shelf twice. And then I wrote Iron Flame because that comes out November 7th. So I have, I have some books in October that I don't know what I'm going to read yet. I did the same thing that you did last year um, because there were so many coming out last year that I actually had to make a list. I did the, yeah, mm-hmm. I did the same exact thing. You're not weird. There's no judgment here. <laughs> I was like, I have to plan it because I have to read three books before October 9th, which I can do. It's September 13th. Like I have time, yes. but I have to plan. <laughs> yes. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. For too. our next buddy read. I think we have a lot of good spooky season set up because um throne of the fallen mm-hmm. comes out i don't want to fuck this up so i'm gonna look it up throne of the fallen comes out oh october 3rd so oh. same day as starling house. starling house yeah i have um on my shelf i have masters of death by olivia blake and i think that that's a very spooky book it's literally about like a girl who runs a cemetery or she like she lives sorry she's like a witch or something and she I haven't read it, so I'm paraphrasing my, my memory of the description. She's a she's like a real estate agent, and she's trying to sell a haunted house that has lived next to a cemetery. And there's like a, a guy who's helping her who is some sort of vampire thing. It's very like, very spooky characters. I, I haven't read it yet. I'll let you know. I picked up, actually, I have two that I want to mention. I picked mm. up two books. So I know this this one's very popular, or it was very popular. Not I don't know I don't know if it's still popular on like the TikTokies. I know you read it, Discovery of Witches. Okay. I picked that one up. I know it's a series, so I haven't read it yet. Really trying to just go through my shelf. I've thought about it for a while. I know you only um, rated it three stars, but I was just like, fuck it, whatever. I'm in the mood for some fantastical things, so I'm gonna pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have a lesser known book called The Witch Collector. 
Um, this one's by Carissa Weeks. This came out in 2021. This one is also a series, but I don't know if that would be spooky season, but it's kind of fantasy in some way in there. That sounds cool. Yeah. I I tend to like put things down that have too many like complicated things I don't already understand in the in the book plate. But you'll have to let me know how it is. I never really wanted to read A Discovery of Witches because there's when you throw vampires in there, I'm kind of like, eh. But mm-hmm. I was just in the mood. I was at Barnes. Who cares? Who cares? I'll figure it out. I, um, what did I just get at Barnes? I literally went, I got All Our Demise because I was reading the first one. Mm-hmm. And I, I had, I wasn't even finished the first one yet. And I was like, I need the sequel. I got Babel. Babel. Oh, yes, yes. I was kind of waiting for a, paper, a hardcover version, but they all, all they had was paperbacks. I love paperbacks. I prefer paperbacks, but I, I don't know. I just felt like it's a hardcover book, but I yeah. got the paperback version of it anyway. Um, I think I rated Discovery of Witches three stars because it was one of the books I had read before I had Goodreads, and I was like oh, going through my shelf. Okay. And at that point in time, I was rating three stars when they were like, okay. And then four stars was like, it was good. And then five stars was like, things I love. But I had read it long before I rated it. And I was like, that one was okay. So I rated it three. Like, I was just going through my old Goodreads before we started. So I was like, oh, any good mysteries that I've forgotten about? I rated some, like, four stars. I'm like, what was my 2020, 2021 self doing? This was terrible. I do actually still think about Discovery Witches sometimes because it was very vibes. The second one kind of went in a different direction, which I feel like I didn't give it enough of a chance, but I'm not going to say anything because I want you to read it for yourself. One last thing that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is an all-year-round read, but some people reread Harry Potter in the fall. This is true. Some people reread it in the winter. They wait till it's cold. And for some people, it might be spooky. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I think any time is a good time to reread Harry Potter, but (laughs) it does, I agree, it does not feel like a summer book. It feels like a cozy blanket Mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. It has never been because I love books about witches and stuff. Once in Future Witches, not like Harry Potter witches. So I always read like spooky fantasies in October and stuff. And then I typically do my Harry Potter reread in like November. Okay, so you're kind of the wintry person. Ish. I'm kind of a wintry person, but it's very much like candles and fuzzy blankets and mm-hmm. fireplace. Yeah. Slippers kind of a vibe when you read Harry Potter. Because my fir- my copies of the first like four books are original and they're like yellowed pages and stuff. It's like sepia tone. It's <laughs> just because the books are 23 years old. But yeah, it's definitely, there's no, there's no wrong time to read or watch Harry no. Potter. But I reread it in the summer one time because I just felt like it. I yeah. felt like I'm a mood reader. So like, I will recommend people, oh, reread this book or read this book. It's a mystery or it's spooky, whatever. They're like, oh, I'm going to put this on my spooky season TBR. Mm-hmm. If it's a good book, it's a fucking good book. I'm going to read it right now. That's true. That, that's my vibe. With the exception of Christmas books. Um, if anyone has any good spooky season reads recommendations, let me know. I have two time slots in my reading <laughs> schedule. <laughs> mystery books I don't books I don't know what they are yet and I'm always looking for spooky season um reads any time of the year so please let us know please let us know I could probably fit three time slots if one of the books is small so help help or like really good and like I read it in two days please no books about sisters or kings I don't understand (laughs) or things that are like actually scary (laughs) well that was fun friends 
that was fun friends thank you for joining us for another episode of paperback besties join us next week where we will be talking about something else and then in like three weeks we'll be talking about ve schwab so (laughs) bye friends All right, besties. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you Monday with another episode. Bye. Bye.